Simplified Chaos, episode 137. Life is beautiful and full of chaos. And it can get slightly out of hand if that shit's not tamed. We're here to share how to simplify the little things to help you lead a more intentional life. This is Simplified Chaos. Everybody. Welcome to Simplified Chaos. This is Jillian, one of your hosts, and I'm with my husband and co-host, Nicholas. What's going on, folks? We hope you all are having a wonderful week. As always, we have another great episode here for you today. Jilly, what are we diving into? I believe our topic is good friction, healthy friction. We're going to be talking a little about friction today. Yeah, like... But the good kind. Pants to pants friction. Oh, yeah. I can get down with that too. All I all I think about is um, a bad teacher when Justin Timberlake is like dry humping Cameron Diaz and he jizzes all over himself in his jeans. Don't worry, we're not talking about dry humping in this episode or oh, Justin Timberlake jizzing all in his pants. You sure? I mean, it may come up again, but uh, we're talking about some good friction though. Yay. It'll be interesting. But before we dive into that, as always, we love to show a little gratitude. So Jilly... What are you grateful for this week? I am grateful for my planner. It is a nice planner by Ink and Volt. Ink and Volt. Uh, we are not sponsored by, we are by not. any means. There is no affiliate links going on here at all, but oh. we might link to it into our uh, show notes anyway, because it is an amazing planner. It's just, I mean, this is the second year I've used it. It's the second year? Third it year? Is. Second year. It is. Um, We're about to order our 2022 planners for next year. It is such a simple and vital tool in my life. I feel like it keeps me accountable to just, I don't know, be productive for, when I say productive, I mean like in quotes, my version of productive, like to keep sane mentally, to focus on what's important, what matters to me most. And it's such a great reminder on all of the amazing things that are already in my life and just to be grateful for them and just to focus on bettering myself on the inside. And it's it's just crazy how it's just like pen and paper and specific yeah. questions it asks every week. And I know we, in a previous episode, we probably dove deep into talking specifics about this planner if anyone is like interested, but um, we probably can find that as well. And put yeah, we that might in. have to dig yeah. deep in the vault for that one. Uh, but it's just been such a vital tool. Um, well, and just, you use it in your own way too. Like I guess so, you yeah. Know, a lot of people think of planner is writing down you know, what you have to do that week, you know, it's, it's, it's got yeah. dates and stuff in there, but you've really, you've made it your own kind of way of you reflecting on your day, your week and your goals and whatnot, which, which is great because a lot of people see, see planner and they're like, I have to do it this way. And you don't mm. like, you can use it for different things. And I love the way that you've made it work for you. Thanks boo. And it's crazy to think how more of my quote unquote to-do lists have been more internal work than external which to me has just been like eye-opening just to, I don't know. I think we forget about the internal work. Yeah. We're always focused on external things. So it's a, that one piece of my life that is always a constant reminder to work on the inside and how important the inside is because it reflects, you know, your physical world. Yeah. Um, and just to me, it helps me show up as a better person, a better human, a better mom, better friend, a better wife, um, all of the above. And I'm very, very grateful for that very simple tool that sits right on my little nightstand right next to me. So yeah, that's me. What about you? 
I've got like so many things that I'm grateful for right now, and I'm going to try to culminate this all into one thing. But I would say that the thing that I'm grateful for is Facebook Marketplace because, man, I've missed doing that. And it's such an amazing tool to get, basically find a new home for things that you no longer need or use. And we've accomplished quite a feat this weekend, Jill. We now have a car in the garage which has been a lifelong dream since i've married you for seven years i've been wanting to get a car into the garage and we finally accomplished that goal part of it is because of you know being able to sell some things on facebook marketplace part of it is organizing things but you know we still have a a couple things that were kind of languishing since we we moved into the house and and we've been putting off um just some things that we needed to unpack in the garage that that were taking up space and some of it was teacher supplies some of it has just been the ungodly amount of pictures we had on the wall in our last house that are just kind of chilling in boxes so like we finally had a very slow weekend to be able to just kind of go through that stuff and 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 get it done and by golly, we've got a car in the garage now. Did you just say by golly? I did. It just <laughs> you I've got like I've got a Christmas, mustache now. There's Christmas no beard, jingle. and I just feel like saying by golly. By golly. <laughs> Maybe Tom Woods is run, run, uh, wearing off on me too. He he probably he's the kind of guy who would say that. So oh my gosh, yeah. you're funny. Uh, but my goodness, yeah, Facebook Marketplace is is amazing. Uh, we've been able to in, in just a matter of two days, we made 110 bucks on selling three items. And last night we got to meet a very nice couple um, who live very close to us and, you know, just shot the shit with them for 10 minutes. Like, it was awesome. Like, what brought you to the area? You know, telling them we just moved here and they asked what brought you to the area. And then they told us their story of how they got in the I mean, it was just awesome. So, like, it's just an amazing, amazing thing if you're not freaked out by talking with strangers. And it was so crazy that... (laughs) They were like, oh, yeah, we went to Baltimore and Ramshead. And I was like, oh, yeah, we, we saw Portugal the Man yeah. when we first started dating. And he was like, you're not going to believe this, but I was an Uber driver for a short amount of time. And I actually drove Portugal the Man in Roanoke. And I'm like, get the fuck out of here. Like, what a small world. Like, that. Yeah. I feel like when we saw them, they were not, like, super popular and big at the time. But it was just crazy that that one band that I said, like, he happened to be Uber driving them. And I was like, it's just the similarities you have with people like strangers just, it's just have to say it's just, just cool. have to talk yeah you just yeah exactly you just gotta be you and just yeah. say how you feel and what comes to mind and not hold back but um yeah, yeah. it's pretty it's pretty wild side note we made out pretty hardcore at that concert we made out oh, it was it really was definitely hard. a pda moment where it was probably like people were just like okay what's going on here it was a dark show though it was a dark show that they was... were silhouetted which was kind of interesting um you couldn't see them. You could see the silhouettes of them. That so was, I thought that was pretty tough. That was a really fucking cool concert because it was just like all of these different lights. It was like basically a light show. So we probably should have been on acid while we were there. <laughs> probably should have. But there's not going to be hardcore making out anytime soon because like you said, you have a mustache and there's a lot of stubble and it does not feel well on my chin. Yeah. Yeah. So we are doing a Movember kind of awareness thing at work. And a couple of us are participating in this. And, and really, like, you know, when I thought of Movember when we first brought it up, and, and 
as, as many of you know, I work for a company that is a mental health solutions provider. You know, we do um, mental health strategies, employee assistance programs and whatnot for, for a lot of employers. And, you know, we looked into this whole November thing and they've really like their, their mission has changed, except, you know, not just being awareness for prostate cancer or testicular cancer, but like it's all about like just men's health and, and their mission is to actually save men's lives and raise awareness around that. So mental health is a, is a big component of that. And, and obviously with mental health, there's, um, you know, kind of suicide is, is kind of one of those things where mental health kind of drives that. So, you know, it was, it's just really cool to be able to do something to raise awareness. And, you know, I don't want to say give me an excuse to grow a mustache, but my God, I look good. This mustache Jesus, is fantastic. Hold the phone. I wish I could grow a mustache. Can I draw a mustache? Would that be the same? Sure. Emphasis. Yeah. You can I draw mean, whatever I mean, I can want. rock a pretty hardcore goatee. I drew one when I was LMFAO. Yeah, I remember that. And it was sensational. Well, I pulled it off well. I have a very physical uh, men's <laughs> face, chin area, very strong. <laughs> Oh my, this anyway. is the longest gratitude segment ever, by the way, but you know, it's, it's fun, you know, just kind of shooting the shit and chilling, but yeah, this mustache may, might be here to stay. And you know what? After the whole November, I can grow a little soul patch right here just oh, so that God. it's a, it's a little bit more tolerable for you. Just as long as you cut your hair. Eh, that might not happen either. I'm dating a hillbilly. Sam, I need your services, buddy. I'm going to oh. have to reach out to you and see if uh, you have any openings when I'm in Baltimore next month. <laughs> I saw that you're booked through January. But does he I'm listen? Try to, do no, I, don't think, I don't think he does. I'm just letting him know in case he happens to sneak in this episode. Oh, cool. Yeah. All right. So, Jilly, we're talking a little bit about healthy friction or good friction. Do you have a, like a, a definition for that or how, how are you going to kick this off? Okay. So, when we talk about friction, we mean like there's some type of resistance. Like it takes effort and hard work to do the thing. Yeah. So, um, I think it originally came up because we were talking, I was telling Nick how, you know, it was kind of interesting cause Nick is a hardcore like sports guy. Like he grew up watching baseball. Like he's all, he knows everything. I feel like, I feel like you just can name players and teams and like know the history of team. And it just, Jose Canseco. it just boggles my mind how your memory retains all this. Barry shit. Bonds. Anyway, <laughs> anyway, um, Bobby Bonilla. Okay, I'm done. I was talking with um, one of my friends about how like you were hardcore into sports and you used to watch all the things and how proud of you I was that you really don't watch many live sports these days. And honestly, I was excited about it because I feel like watching games, especially football games and baseball games, it takes a, a lot of time and energy from your weekends, especially, especially football. I feel like it's like an all day event. Anyway, you can comment on this later, but I'm going to. <laughs> that is that is what brought it up because I feel like since we've moved to Virginia or since we've gotten YouTube TV, maybe that's it. A little bit of both. It's a little bit of both. Um I think that's been some healthy friction and putting resistance in you being able to to watch certain things because we don't have the accessibility to watching specific local games like we used to. And so forth. But anyway, that was what started it off. And then it kind of dominoed into thinking of all of these amazing things we have in our life, but there's some healthy friction that helps us 
do more of what we want and put resistance in doing some things that may be not the best for us, but it's great to have that resistance because it makes it that much harder to do. And we'll dive into specifics. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, let's start with, with YouTube TV because that was the first change that, that we made, gosh, I want to say three years ago at, at this point that, mm-hmm. that we've been a YouTube TV customer. And one of the the pitfalls, you know, when when I signed up for it earlier, when 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 we got the service was that wasn't going to be able to watch Orioles games anymore unless they were on national TV and the Orioles are shitty. Um, I still love them, but they don't get very many games on ESPN or TBS and, and, and some of those stations that, that broadcast the games nationally and Fox. Um, so wasn't really watching Orioles games that, that much anymore. And uh, you know, I, I do miss it at times, but you know, that took up a large chunk of time in the evening, you know, games usually start at seven o'clock if it's on the East coast and, you know, baseball is a, is a long game, you know, three hours, you know, sometimes it's less than three hours, but you know, three, three plus hours that you're, you're in the game. And it's really hard to, especially if it's a good game to, to walk away from it, um, unless they're getting blown out or, or whatever, but you know, that was a, a lot of commitment. I mean, I, when I was a teenager and into my twenties, I was watching baseball every night and mm. it is a commitment, you know, whether it was, you know, hanging out with friends at a bar or at my house, you know, was come home, eat dinner, throw on the game. And that was kind of my evenings, but now, you know, it's, it's been great because Lucille is here and, you know, we have so much fun in the evenings. There's, there's a lot more things to do as a family, but then there, there is more time for me to to work on things like the podcast and to do more research on things like us being in a new house. We're still like trying to figure out things that we need for the house. So like I put a lot of time and effort into just kind of researching those things and really just kind of discovering like passions of mine and stuff like that. It gives me that extra time. But yeah, YouTube TV was that first kind of... Uh, thing of friction that, that came in our lives. And then the next thing was the move to, to Virginia. And now that I'm not in a Baltimore market, I'm not always getting the Ravens game. Um, do I miss it? And and I don't think, I don't think football is as big of a commitment that Jill thinks it is, but I think it's because it's in the middle of the day it, that it makes it seem like it's a big commitment, especially if like it's nice outside. Well that, and because usually if it's in the middle of the day, it's like you can't commit to doing anything because you have to be like the middle of the day is yeah, so inconvenient. Yeah. 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 Um, I mean, in my perception, I don't know if anybody else perceives that as well. I mean, to me, it's like a big wedge in any kind of plan because who's going to get up and do something super early on a Sunday morning when people like want to sleep in, they don't have to work. It just, you're not really going to go out and do much. So to me, it's like, it basically takes up the whole day because it's right smack in the middle. Yeah. I I think it's more of the time. And, and, you know, luckily the Ravens have a lot of primetime games this year. So the games I am able to watch are in the evenings, you know, at eight o'clock when you're fine with gearing down and, you know, doing your thing and, and, you know, I can watch the games, but, uh, yeah, Sunday afternoons are, are tough. Um, you know, especially when we still have beautiful weather, when there's still things to explore around here or things to do around the house. Um, it is a commitment, um, three plus hours, but you know, it's been good. Like we, we find, we found alternative things to do. We're still exploring this area and, and it's been great. 
Yeah, and I kind of want to piggyback on what you said about like the whole move to Virginia has created friction in itself. That was on my list. Uh, well, yeah, we have friction to family and, and to friends. yeah, to friends in Maryland, and it's not good or bad. It's just it puts more emphasis on being intentional about quality visits with them and being due diligent about planning ahead of time. Like, hey. We're going to be in town at this date. Can we make it an effort, a point to like get dinner, catch up, have a hangout, go meet at a park? So it makes us even more intentional about planning time with the people that we want to be around. So to me, it may seem like, oh, that sucks. You moved away from family and friends. Well, actually, I see them just as much and I actually have more quality time with them because, you know, we do travel back pretty frequently to see family and yeah. friends, but we're very intentional when we get there. Like, hey, I'm going to see my friend A on this day and we're going to hang out with this person B on this day. Like, I feel like I'm actually seeing people more than I was before because we have to plan ahead. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And, and you know, that's the nice thing. Like, it's a three-hour drive is, is, is to me is not like a make or break. And it's, it's a very easy drive. Like you just kind of have to get in that mindset that it's not that bad. And, you know, one of the nice things about moving down here is that we've learned to live a little bit slower. Like for us, we're 25 minutes, which this is another thing I put as as kind of friction is us being 25 minutes from most restaurants and shopping and even groceries. Like, you know, that's kind of part of it. But, um, you know, the, the biggest thing is that, um, it's forced us to, to slow down. And so like, to me, a three hour drive isn't, you know, that bad. Like I went up and went fishing with friends, you know, it was in Maryland for less than 24 hours. Um, you know, went the night before, stayed at a hotel next day we got up and we went fishing and then I was on my way home after, you know, Mm -hmm. after fishing. So like, it's been great. And the quality time that I'm, I'm spending with friends, you know, when we, when we do hang out has, has been great. And then, just the the added bonus of people coming down here and staying with us and and getting to see where we live and and you know the area and sharing you know what we fell in love with the area um, has been great. So like it, it's it's created some great memories for us, but it's even made time with with friends and family even more special. Yeah, because when we were living in Maryland, it would be like hang out for the day and we go home. But when they come and visit us, it's like hey, we're gonna stay the night because we're driving three hours. Like let's chill. So it's like we get more time, more time that I feel like the conversation can just go super deep because we know we're going to have at least two days with them, which is so cool to be able to spend that time and to just soak in slow mornings with them and then have lunch with them and like show them around. Like hanging out with friends was not like that back in Maryland because it's like, I don't need to stay at your house. Why would I stay at your house when I live 15 minutes away or 30 minutes away? So it is cool to see that change and just really quality connection with friends from Maryland because they soak in more time with us, which has been really kind of a revelation moving here. Yeah. But, um, yeah, definitely also the friction with living 25 minutes from, uh, restaurants and we live 40 minutes away to the closest target. (laughs) <laughs> that is pure beautiful friction for me because if friction was like i mean if target was six minutes down the road which it was in maryland oh yeah yeah i probably would be and going we, there we would be within yeah. five targets within 20 minutes it's nuts to think about the convenient quote-unquote convenience of like so many things but i'm realizing now that i love the inconvenience 
because it really makes me intentional of like, do I need this? Do I really have to buy that? Is that worth the drive? And it makes me second guess and truly think about what I need to buy, yeah. which is such a great reminder. And it saves me money. It saves me the headache of like buyer's remorse. If like I buy something and I'm like not using it anymore, I'm like, why did I buy that? I'm at Target all the time because I think it's relaxing, but really I just look at things and I need to have them. So it's been, I think I've been Target maybe like once a month since we moved here. Yeah. Which that's, that's amazing. That's a special trip. Um, but yeah, even like the grocery store, the closest one that we enjoy going to is 25 minutes away. And it really makes us think, do I really have to go to the store to buy that? Or can we use what we mm-hmm. have in our fridge to come up with ideas, which is like where our fridge dump meals come from instead of going out and like, Oh, I need this. I'm just going to run to the store and come back. It's like, well, that's a little commitment. It's like, do I really need to go to the store 25 minutes away to buy that? Or right. can we look in our freezer, look in our pantry and the cupboards and come up with something really cool that could make a small plates, you know, idea or like a hodgepodge dish of some sort. So we've come up with a lot of cool, um, creations having that quote unquote inconvenience or friction and we've saved money and Lucille gets to witness all this, which is like really cool in itself. The fact that she gets to see us like go through the motions of this and yeah, it's, it's been like really great resistance, I think. Yeah, and and on top of some of the benefits of being 25 minutes from from restaurants and shopping is, I was just thinking about this this past weekend because I, I took two trips into Charlottesville with with Lucille, and just the the fall foliage right now is just amazing, mm. and and it's not highway driving into downtown. It's it's what I would consider back roads. I mean, it's it might not be considered back roads here because they are main roads, but I mean it's it's you know two lanes. Um, one each way and it's just beautiful twists and turns uphills downhills all the way into into charlottesville and and it's just not a a dull drive whatsoever so Mm. it the 25 minutes goes by very quickly but the other benefit that i've gotten from living 25 minutes from from those conveniences is i'm able to to kind of listen to podcasts again you know not having a commute I, I lost the opportunity to to really dive in and, and you know enjoy the podcast that I used to listen to. And, and now being able to just take a quick drive, well, not a quick drive, but take a drive into the town. I mean, that's basically an hour that you're in the car. So you can get through, you know, two half an hour podcast or an hour podcast. Or if you're listening to, to Joe Rogan, you get through the first hour of three plus um so you know that's that's been a a, a lovely uh benefit of being that far away from conveniences yeah and to kind of go on about like and enjoying the ride i think that's the other thing with with places that are a little bit further away as i feel like you're forced to enjoy the journey and like make the best out of the ride like when Lucille and I have want to go into the many parks in charlottesville it's at least a 25 minute drive so i'm thinking like how do we make the most of our time there? Like if we go to the park, I want to make sure we stay there for a certain amount of time to make it worth the the drive. And then it's like, all right, after this, maybe we can go grab a croissant or like have an adventure. So it makes us have like these mini adventures, which is so different than when we were in Maryland. It was like the closest park. There is a close park, but there's so many more choices in downtown area. So in Maryland, it was like a five minute drive to the park and we just go to the park and come back. But Mm -hmm. with here... It's like we, we try to make it, like I said, like a mini adventure, like 
multiple fun things happening while we're while we're in that area or at least you know i don't know just the adventures we have in the car and just conversations it's just there's so much meat to the quote-unquote inconvenience of the drive that i would i don't regret at all and it's it's just forced me to really appreciate the time we have instead of and i'm going to reference that the cars movie we, huh. I recently watched the movie all the way through Cars with Lucille. And this is when I was doing my social media rest where I wasn't like on Instagram at all. And usually I'm probably like on my phone through part of it, like watching some of it. Half paying attention. Yeah, half paying yeah. attention. But because I was off social media, I was just like fully engaged with Lucille and cuddling and like watching the movie. And then there was like a quote in the movie. Um, and for anyone who's never seen Cars, it's about how they built this interstate that took away all this business and community from this small town. Was it like Route 66, I believe? Yeah, Route 66, yep. And um, one of the cars was basically saying, like, instead of people, like, enjoying the ride, people just want to make good time instead of to enjoy it. Like, they took the faster route because they want to make good time instead of have a good time. Right. And that really stuck with me just about, like, our drives. It's like, I'm not in a rush to make good time anywhere. It's just about how am I spending my time which is always a great reminder as well. Um, Because I feel like on these roads, you don't want to be rushed. No. Because you have to be very meticulous, very conscious and aware because they are curvy. And I love it so much because it keeps me very... um, Focused. It keeps me very focused. Um, But that was um, another thing that was good friction for me was I recently just did that social media rest. And I want to do that every month now because it was definitely healthy friction. little pause. Um, or you could say a challenge. I needed that to kind of be aware of like, what what was it adding to my life? What was it taking from my life? And I had some great revelations and I, I kind of wrote about it on my blog as well. But that was another great challenge that really helped me like refocus on, you know, what's needed right now and what can wait. Um, so yeah, that, that was good not to not to have my phone at my fingertips. And I did something that's helping me out now where I made a little home, quote unquote home for my phone in um, my bedroom where I kind of put my phone and can spend more quality time and be more present with Lucille instead of having this sidekick gadget by my <laughs> all the time where I'm like, this yeah. is cute, pick up my phone. Uh, this makes me think of things, something, pick up my phone. I want to research this, pick up my phone. I feel like anytime I have a thought, it's always to go from my th- phone. And I wanted to erase that that habit. Like I don't want that to it's be a the tough norm. Thing to do. It is. And I have that's why I had to physically move it away. So I needed that healthy friction. So Lucille sees me, the human I am, detached from my gadget more than with it. Right. Which is hard. So I don't know. I think just putting myself in her shoes kind of helps me really realize like she probably sees me carry this everywhere I go. So I've been trying to do walks without it, put it in my bedroom when I'm playing with her not have it on the couch when I'm watching TV um, or unless I'm making a phone call. Um, So I'm trying to be more intentional about that, but that has definitely been some good friction well needed in my life that I had to force myself, (laughs) but it's, it's been good. Yeah. I actually wanted to go back to the moving away, you know, or just moving to a a new area. Um, It's also really, I hate using this. I hate using the word forces, but you know, it, for lack of a better word that I can think of right now, but it's forced us to make like new connections down here too. Mm-hmm. Like, and, and I think that's a, a healthy friction is, is like, 
um, you said like going to the park and, you know, making the most of it. And, and part of that could be just talking to somebody else who, who's at the park and, and getting to know them. Um, you know, so, I mean, we've met some, some great folks in this area and, and, you know, we've, we've made some good friends, I would say at this point, and, and there's still a lot of friends to be made down here, um, within our community and, and out and about. Mm-hmm. So like, that's been just really nice, you know, getting to know a lot, a lot of other people and, you know, down here, people are, you know, they want to hear your story, but you know, they also have a story to tell as well. So like, you know, it's, it's just really been interesting getting to know a lot of new people and new fresh faces down here. Yeah. Um, I think some other healthy friction that we have is, uh, our storage, um, storage. Well, let's just say what we have, what we have to keep things. So let's say we have a shelf slash TV console where it has things for Lucille's toys. It's like a cubby thing. Yeah, but that's all we have for her toys. And there might be some space in her closet. But because we're not buying all of the storage bins, all of the shelves, we make sure to help. It helps us minimize on the amount of things we bring in the house. We have that rule, like one in, one out, or, you know, whenever we are not using something, we try to, we, you know, we talk to Lucille about letting it go or like donating it. And I think the act of not buying more to store more has been great friction for consumption. Yeah. Um, like for Lucille's closet, I bought so many hangers. And if Lucille has so many clothes that I don't have enough hangers for, instead of buying more hangers, I look at her wardrobe and say, okay, what can I let go that she no longer wears anymore or she doesn't want? So having kind of boundaries on the storage we have and using it to kind of keep us consuming consciously. So like we both have one dresser. If I can't fit any more clothes in that dresser, I got to start going through things. So I'm not buying another dresser. I have a lot of work to do to try to fill that dresser. Like I've done pretty damn well as far as like making sure that I only keep clothes that I wear and I think I could still probably get rid of some more stuff. So like I've got tons of room in that thing, which I'm, I'm, I'm proud of. And then, you know, I don't take up too much space hanging clothes in the closet either. So like my wardrobe has, uh, become very minimal and and i think there's there's some things that i still need to get rid of like even work clothes i mean i'm not going into the office anymore and if i do go in the office it would be no more than three or four days so like i can start getting rid of some of the those clothes that either don't fit me very the right way anymore or just i'll never wear again so just yeah the storage situation is great like we've got plenty of space for everything but like we're just making sure that if it can't fit into what we have then we need to get rid of something that we're no longer using. Um, but you know, a, a lot of that also goes to the way that we've decided to live our lives and how we've communicated that with our friends and family. And, and, you know, the nice thing is people re- respect it and, and, and are just like, okay, you know, and they're, they're thoughtful when it comes to, you know, bringing stuff into the house and, and, you know, it's, it's been great. Yeah, and um, I kind of—I don't know if you have anything else on your list. No, nah, I'm healthy friction. Yeah, I've—I've uh, I've exacerbated or exhausted my list, exhausted. But um, <laughs> to kind of bring it full circle, the point of this was just to show that all of these things may not be convenient, but it's accessible, and it's been so beneficial to living. I think more of the life we wanted to live. Yep. 
And I think sometimes people think friction is a bad thing and it's inconvenient. And But really, it's brought so much fucking good time and energy. And we've gained so much of that back in our life because of the inconvenience of certain things. We've saved more money. We, we have, uh, I feel like we're healthier, you know, just well-being is better and we show up to be kinder and more patient and um I don't know the thing I wanted to just say was just like the overall benefits is just that I think less of something can be a grand thing and I think that's not the narrative that we're told right it's always buy more you want this you need this and I'm here to say that having less has made us more creative it's made us innovators and the really fucking rad part is that Lucille gets to see this and gain these skills yep. in our very own home. And it's not chaotic. She doesn't seem stressed out by the number of items we have. And I know every kid is different. This is just the gauge that I, the gauge that I have seen on Lucille. The difference between our home and when she goes into someone else's home who may have all the things. And you can just see the difference in how she acts in mm-hmm. her mood and energy. And it's just so wild to witness that. And it makes me so curious. But I think also living this way has just made us more self-aware and conscious of our decisions. There's wait time before making decisions, which I think is so needed when in a society when everything is at our fingertips and you can do this in an instant. Um, So I think like the friction has been a great inconvenience for our life to just think about it before doing. Um, Also, quality over quantity, you know, us moving just because we don't see our friends as often doesn't mean the quality of time we have with them is any different. It's actually, I feel like it's deepened because we have more time with them. And, um, just that, um, I think friction helps create boundaries that you don't have to. So I think it makes it less decisions for you, which I think we all need. I think there's so many fucking decisions we have to make throughout the day, whether it's like, what color shirt do I wear? Um, what product do I put in my hair? What am I going to eat for dinner? Um, what do I want to do for my lunch break? So I feel like having this healthy friction in our lives and putting it into your lives or creating it is like one less decision you have to make to live a more meaningful life that you want to live. Yeah. Now, less choice has been such a, a, a nice thing. And it's just like, you have option A and B. You don't have options A through Z, and it just makes life a lot easier. And it creates more balance. And I know balance is kind of like this crazy word of like, well, what is balance? But I'm just saying that the time and effort that I feel like there's more time for fun, for things that you want to do versus things that you think you have to do. Yeah. So healthy friction all the way. Thank you yeah. for the inconvenience of certain things. <laughs> Absolutely. And fun is the reason why we've been doing a lot of things is, is we want to have fun as a family and don't want that time suck of all these other, other things. So like, for sure. Yeah. We'll take that healthy friction anytime. Word up. Yeah. Okay. Jilly, any resources for the listeners? I do. All right. Drop it. It's a blog post. Um, it's about friction. It's called friction, the good and the bad. And I just documented some of it. Um, so this is, ways I have increased friction in my home to reduce bad habits. This is kind of, we've kind of used this as well to reduce spending, like increase wait time with certain purchases. Um, So here is part of it. My husband and I intentionally have never bought a TV because we want to have higher friction in our home against TV watching. They don't have a kit. No, I'm just messing. They probably don't. (laughs) But anyway, um, 
When we want to watch something, we have to move the laptop to the footrest, bring the charger over, plug in the speaker, and sometimes pull out the portable DVD player that we have to hook up to the laptop. Granted, these aren't difficult tasks, but we have to be much more intentional to watch a movie, so the added friction keeps us from defaulting to it. This is small, but if you don't save your credit or debit cards on your computer, you have to pull out the cards and type them in every time you make an online purchase. It's just a little added friction, which can help reduce your spending, which I do. I don't input any of my credit card information. Usually if it says save this, no matter how many times I order it on the yeah. website, I don't ever do it because it does put that like pause button on like, do I really want to do this or just an impulse buy? Um, so I, I kind of resonated with that one. Okay, this one's interesting and I know we've heard of it before. By switching your spending money to cash, that creates a lot more friction than using plastic. And then it just says, Dave Ramsey makes a wonderful point about it in a video. And they linked the video. I uh, I don't disagree with that. I think that's good for people who have money management challenges. Because I see using my credit card, which I pay off every month, as a way to make passive income. Because it is a cashback card. So mm, That's a great perspective. Yeah. Babe. Yeah. So like... I do see that. And, and I think that's especially good for when teaching kids the value of money, because if you're just pulling out a credit card all the time and they're not actually seeing that cash changing hands and seeing what's available and what's not available. Concrete. Yeah. I think that's, that's great for that. But like, I don't know. I, I, I push back a little bit on that one, but I also, no, I see, I see the point of what they're trying to, to, to make on that one. This makes me feel like we should have a podcast, an episode about just ways to make income that you don't necessarily think about. Yeah. Which is a, a credit card and getting rewards. Yeah, That's a great I mean, point if I, you I don't, use it I don't properly. ever pay interest on my credit card. Like mm. it's paid off every month. So I have a, and, and I'm actually thinking about switching credit cards right now because I do get 1% cash back on all purchases. I get 2 or 3% back on gas or, or um, groceries. It's one or the other. So like there are some some advantages there, but there, there are some cards out there where they'll give you 2% flat cat flat cash back on which again like if you're paying it off every month if you're responsible with with your money then yeah that's passive income that's that's mm. free money for you um so yeah it just depends yeah no i like hearing all perspectives we went off on a different different tangent there but I, oh, I, yeah i like it it's kind of created another pathway for another topic yeah. to discuss because i think that's i don't know i'm very curious about that as well other ways to make uh, income that yeah. you really don't think about like oh they're making income but that's not how you think. That's right. Okay. Um, and they also had a little challenge. That Good said, side chat. <laughs> yeah. Um, they also put in the blog post a little challenge, just identifying a good habit and a bad habit in your life, and then just trying to find one way to make the bad habit harder to add friction and one way to make the good habit easier. And one of the things I know we were talking about is putting less friction between me and my pull-up bar that I don't do pull-ups on, mm. but we had a bar that I loved hanging on and it really helped with like, neck strength like aligning shoulders back health and we don't have that in our it's home it's also good for foreplay it's also good <laughs> shut up anyway um we've been talking about like all right how can we get a pull-up bar back in our home so it we have it accessible and very convenient for us to kind of get that back in our life so we're working on that now yeah i mean foreplay would be a little more difficult if it's in the garage all right we'll find a pull-up bar that we can put on our door we'll see make it happen i don't want to scratch up the walls it's our home. Yeah. 
It's it's like buying I, a pair I of know. shoes and not getting it muddy. Like that's what the it is to me. You're not supposed to get your shoes muddy. Why? You're I'm not living kidding. your life? I know. Well, now that I said that, we're definitely buying a bar and putting it in our door. Just throwing some friction out there. We're doing it. All right. Okay, cool. Uh, yeah, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> that was an interesting resources section. <laughs> You're we welcome. haven't had much side conversation. <laughs> Jilly, how about that quote of the day for our listeners? Oh, I like this one. Um, what is right is often forgotten by what is convenient. That is so true. Mm-hmm. Everything seems convenient this, these days that you forget what's really right. I just reversed <laughs> yeah, what you, said. you do that. You've done that multiple times. I'm very insightful with these quotes <laughs> of the days. I don't, I don't see them beforehand, so I'm trying to offer my instant analysis. <laughs> do you want me to give them to you ahead of time so you have no. t- time to I mean, analyze unless, them? Unless people really want to know what I think. <laughs> I mean, I can't take you seriously That's with a mustache, we, so uh, it, it doesn't matter so what good. you think. It is so good. Get on the Instagram this week, folks, and, and check out the mustache. I'll make sure Jilly posts something the day that this comes out. Oh, gosh. Please don't make yeah. me do that. Please. It's it's epic. I mustache you to stop growing your mustache. I knew the pun was going to come. <laughs> I mean, I just didn't know how I was going to use it. I'll shave my mustache the day you stop saying puns. Oh, that's fucked up. I know. Then you're telling me not to be my, my authentic self. <laughs> that's what you're doing. You're asking me not to be my authentic self. All right, touche. I knew that was coming. Damn it. You got me. All right. And take action challenge, Jilly, is? I Put some good friction in your life to kind of help you live the life you really want to live, to make life more meaningful, to have more fun, to have more time, to have more energy, just to live the life that you are craving. So uh, try it out. Let us know what you guys do. Get your friction on. Get your friction on. Yeah. All right, folks. Well, that's going to do it for today's episode. If you like this episode, please do us a favor and help us spread the message. You can do this by writing a review on iTunes, or you can simply share this episode with a friend. And remember, sharing sparks a conversation, conversation leads to action, and action is how we're able to live a happy and intentional as hell lifestyle. We want to thank you all for listening today, and we will see you all again next week. See y'all later.